You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. The anticipation, everything, it's over. We've got ourselves a 2019 schedule. We, uh, yes, there is 16 games. There is eight. There is eight at home, eight on the road. Uh, six division games, obviously four out of conference, all that good stuff. We are going to get to that. Obviously, Pete Smith joins me here. Guys, look, uh, part of the excitement is it's something different to talk about here. As much as the draft is great, and I know probably even you guys are getting a little stale with it. I get it, but look, we got something new here, and you want to know what? As much as the draft is, there still some needs to be filled. I know I can understand everybody's excitement and anticipation to let's just get rolling with this. Um... I guess we'll start, I mean, obviously you guys, I mean, you've seen, I believe we're up to the point where we, I may believe seven or eight are out there, but obviously, uh, week one, home opener, Tennessee Titans at the New York Jets. Week three, Sunday night football as the LA Rams come to town. Week four, September 29th at the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you come back week five, yet another primetime game. You head on out to San Francisco, uh, San Francisco 49ers there for week five. Week six, Seattle Seahawks will come to Cleveland. Um, which will take us in then to the bye week. Bye week before, who do you play? The New England Patriots. That's nice, guys. That's really, really nice. Uh, then, obviously, you will go uh, back on out to Denver. Uh, you know, we'll redo that from late in the season last year. Obviously, everybody remembers the game. Jabril Peppers, you know, probably his greatest day as a Cleveland Brown before, which maybe led to the Giants falling in love with him. They probably weren't doing anything that night. Then, you will go into the Buffalo Bills coming in on Sunday, November 10th. Then, your final... Um, your final uh, primetime game of the season, Week 14, the Pittsburgh Steelers come in for the first time, meeting for the Browns in that season. So that'll be November 14th. Um, then you will have a nice 10-day period, November 24th. Wow, crazy. My oldest daughter will turn 13. The Miami Dolphins obviously will make their way to Cleveland the following week, December 1st. They'll head on out to Pittsburgh. I know you're facing them twice within three weeks on the schedule, but you're facing them actually November 14th, and you're facing them actually December 1st. You head out to Pittsburgh. December 8th, the Cincinnati Bengals for the first time in the season. You face them at home. Week 15, on out to Arizona, which could be Kyler Murray. Who knows what's going to be going on there by then. December 22nd, a couple days before Christmas, the Baltimore Ravens come to Cleveland for the, which will be the swan song, the closing of the regular season at First Energy. Week 17, back out to Cincinnati. Pete, I don't know if, I mean, knowing, before we got the rest of this, before we knew going into this, I mean, I just look at December, man, and I'm just like chomping at the bit. You want to talk about being able to close out a month. Woo! Yeah, uh, the end half of September and the first two weeks of October is a bitch. After, after that, everything's pretty much cake. Um, the the thing that makes it difficult is you host the Rams, then go on uh, on the road to Baltimore, then you have to go all the way to the West Coast, coast, which is never easy. I don't know if the 49ers are all that good, but just that West Coast, stret, uh, that, that type of flight and all that tends to be problematic with no further than the Raiders game last year. And then you come back and play Seattle before the bye week. Um, but, yeah, you get a bye week before uh, New England Patriots for to go on the road again. Uh, and then, for some reason, we're playing in Denver again. It uh, feels like we always play in Denver. And then it's a really sweet three-game slate where the Browns, if, if for whatever reason they didn't start out hot, they can get Pittsburgh on Thursday, get 10 days to prepare for a garbage Dolphins team that's not trying to win, then play Pittsburgh again, 
and then that December thing is if, if for whatever reason the Browns are like somehow not leading the division at that point or you know it's a really tight race they have three games that they should win going away and then maybe a competitive game against the Ravens and they may be garbage at that point so you know if they if they come out of the gate a little bit slower even if they come out 2 and 0 and then and then lose like three out of the next four and go you know 3 and 3 into the bye week the end of that schedule makes it so easy for them to catch up a bunch of ground and or if it's you know tied or whatever they can basically own it get really comfortable going to the playoffs and then you know see where it goes from there um, Pete, the way I'm looking at it here, if now obviously, like you had mentioned, obviously with the bye week being uh, October 20th, actually that's that's pretty good for me. That's going to be the one year anniversary of uh, my older brother passing. So to hopefully not have to work that weekend, yeah, uh, I'm pretty jazzed about that. But then I go from there, and look, you go to New England, which will obviously you know one two that'll be obviously week eight. But there on out, the second half of this schedule, Pete, is Denver, Buffalo, Pittsburgh twice, Cincinnati twice. Arizona, Miami, and Baltimore. I mean, you're talking, you should close six, I mean, take New England out of the equation, but those games I just mentioned, you you should maybe, you know, you're going to be mad if you maybe lose one. I mean, two may be understandable, but I mean, that is a that is a lovely, lovely second half of the back end of the schedule. Yeah, uh, it's, I want to say it's pretty unique that, you know, if when the Browns go into the bye week, really, they, they, let me look. They've got six, nine games. Nine games into the season, they will have played one division game. Then, you know, from November 14th on, they play the other five, along with the Dolphins, the Cardinals. I mean, that's... Denver. You know, Denver. Like, and, and the Bills. And the Bills. And those are all garbage football teams. You're not sitting there worried about any of them. Um, so, yeah, it, it's... You know, last year was brutal, and there were people who got way over their skis, thinking the Browns would be good, and they ultimately, you know, were able to scratch, scratch out, you know, seven, eight, and one. But this is like this is the payoff: is you get to play the AFC East, which has three, you know, garbage teams, and the Patriots, and maybe the Jets are better, but they're not going to be. You know, I don't think they're going to be on the same level as the Browns, and they play them super early. So whatever, so whatever they're going to be, it's probably not going to happen at week two. You know, the Rams and the Patriots, those are, you know, those are measuring stick games. And those are really big opportunities for them to showcase themselves. And it wouldn't be a surprise if they get, you know, humbled in one of those. And suddenly everybody's talking about all oh, the Browns are overhyped and all that, which is, you know, that's not the worst conversation to have if, if, if the Browns are so well thought of that we're, that we're talking about overhyped as opposed to, you know, garbage football team that might win a few. Um but yeah, you come out of the bye. That, that that's a huge opportunity to sort of set a tone against the Patriots. Maybe they have a bye week too. Who knows? But that just you know that gives you a lot of time to sort of prepare for a game, for a, a game and opponent you may see you know theoretically in January. So it just like again outside of that first you know the the, the weeks three through six, there's no real setup at any point where the Browns play one really tough team and then turn around and don't have sort of like a, a get well game immediately. There's not, you know, once you get past the bye week, you know, you play the Patriots and then you get to go to the Broncos, which, you know, the Browns won last year. And I think the Broncos are going to be worse. They play and, the Bills. And they have Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco yeah. was not an issue last year against the Denver, against the Cleveland Browns. Like you play the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday, and then you get to you get to a ten day, a week and a half to prepare for the Dolphins, and then play the Steelers again. 
you know, if you have a tough game on that road game against the Steelers, you come home to the Bengals and then at the Cardinals. Again, it's a West Coast trip, but they're god awful. Uh, and maybe you know they take Kyler Murray, and the, he, he'll you know that'll be a, a time where they can maybe steal one. But hopefully, at that point, the Browns are you know have established themselves as a good team, and and that's a step on the throat early type matchup. And then you get the Ravens at home and the at the Bengals on the on the road potentially before you go into the playoffs. Like it just sets up so well for you to not only be good, but potentially have a, a game where you can sort of you know, theoretically get healthy uh, before you'd step into the playoffs or God forbid, you know, they get a, uh, a bye week in the uh, first round of the playoffs and you, you just are really well set. It's, it's, you know, it'd be really difficult to pick a better schedule for what, what they're trying to do this year. Okay. Now, Pete, if I'm going to do this correctly, Kareem Hunt was given eight games, right? It was eight, correct? Yeah. So then you would be looking now, Kareem Hunt, obviously for people who obviously know that are going to be wondering, November 10th at home for the Buffalo Bills would be when Kareem Hunt, would, you know, as long as, yeah, knock I mean, on wood, knock on wood. Um, so for, November 10th, you would see Kareem Hunt in his first game as a member of the Cleveland Browns facing the Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm also, Pete, this is where I get to the September thing. Um, we've screamed that, that Cincinnati needs to draft a quarterback at 11. If they don't, hello, Jeff Driscoll or hello, right. some yeah. AIF guy, that's who's going to be quarterback in that Cincinnati team in December. It's most likely not going to be Andy Dalton. Not only that, but, you know, if, it, you know, like I know a lot of people are picking the Steelers to, to win the division, and fine, they've certainly earned that sort of level of respect, I yeah, guess. And, what we, if, and we've used the phrase how many times over, until you put that cross yeah. through their heart, they're not dead. Right, and if you don't, you know, you don't stake them, they'll, they'll stay up. But at the same time, if they have like a slow start, and you know we're already you know we get into it and, and and they're they're not doing well and we get Roethlisberger contemplating retirement and stuff. If you know they lose that first one or, or, or you know come into that second one and they're not playing for anything, they're the team that will roll over and die. Um, and they did it last year. You that, know, there's still people in that locker who want to flap their gums. I don't care what these linemen are saying. People in there want to talk. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, I, like the, I think the best part about this is the the Browns open up with Tennessee. Tennessee's not an awful football team, but I don't think they're a good football team. And then they get the Jets on the road. It's a Monday night game. You know, I don't think the Jets are going to be good. So the Browns should be two and zero heading into that game against the Rams. So if if you know if it goes bad and you don't win that game or you lose the game against the Ravens on the road, you know you're still two and two with an opportunity to sort of get to that bye week three and three and i think if you get a bye week as much as people are could probably be slightly disappointed with that result i think that's more than enough because again you look at this back half of the schedule and they could easily win you know nine of those games nine they could easily end up you know talking about 12 and four uh but that's you know obviously they have to do it but it just really really great setup for a team that's trying to take that next step and, you know, this had come out this week. And, guys, this is one of the things that me and Pete had talked about. You know, as much as the excitement was there last year, you know, obviously going in, you know, there was there was a ton of talent, obviously. We were like, guys, look, you're still playing the AFC West. You're still playing the NFC South. Um, granted, the NFC South did a little bit better there than we thought we would. But it was a much tougher schedule last year. Look, the AFC East and still forever until anything changes, it is a one-team division. 
you know, you look, obviously, Arizona, eh, you know, no, yeah, that's certainly not giving you any with the AFC West. You have the Niners, Jimmy Garoppolo. They've never really even had the full Jimmy Garoppolo experience. Obviously, we know who the Rams are. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Seattle, look, Russell Wilson, fantastic. They paid him a boatload of money, which he absolutely deserves. Um, Doug, Doug Baldwin, their top wide receiver, you know, he's at a place in his career where he doesn't know how much time he has left. Um, they like to run the ball a lot. You brought in Sheldon Richardson. You brought in Olivier Vernon. You stabilized your defensive line. That game, now, that game almost was one where, like, you don't want to get up too early because the last thing you want to do is just say, all right, let Russell Wilson do his thing, and, you know, you give Russell Wilson two and a half quarters to chase down a ball game, he can do it, but that's it after that, and then once you get past New England, and it's, 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 there's, there is, there is a ton to it, a lot to it, um, uh, there will be four primetime games for, obviously, all our followers across the pond and listeners across the pond, guys, I'm sorry, but if you guys, you guys enjoy rooting for this team, you want this team to be successful, that's that's good. 1 a.m. starts ain't going to be fun, man. They're not. I get it. I truly get it. You got. You guys are going to be starting at 1 a.m. We'll have the post game done, put to bed, and we will be to bed before 1 a.m. I don't know what to tell you guys. Maybe come home from work, have a light snack, take a four or five hour nap. I, 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 I don't know, but yeah, this is this is where this is going. And then there's the other thing, Pete. And I'll be honest. I don't know where I see the possibility, other than Week 16, of the game that could be flexed out of where the time frame is and put into Sunday night football. I'd say the only December game, I mean, I, I don't know when they start flexing them, you know, maybe Pittsburgh December 1st, but I'm going to doubt they're going to double dip that, go in the, the primetime route there, would maybe be, you know, week 16, the Baltimore Raven game, the home game on December 22nd. But, I mean, I, you're not flexing probably either Bengal game. You're not going to be flexing the Cardinal no, game. No, you're not getting any of those. That, yeah. and, and that seems part of the reason that they, you know, they have four primetime games and, you know, they've obviously got some featured games, CBS and Denver. Well, I mean, Denver, by virtue of being in Denver, is a later game. But they've got a bunch of, you know, late CBS kicks. Uh, you know, at Pittsburgh is a 430 game. You know, neither team needs that. Uh, the Patriots, obviously, in that spot. Um, you know, but they could start flexing. I believe Sunday night game started week five. So that you could see some movement on. Uh, but, you know, even then, most of those games are already in a spot where, where they're going to be featured. Uh, so I don't really anticipate a ton of movement. Baltimore, obviously, at the end of the year, if they are good or potential spoiler, you could see that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think for the most part, and, and certainly things could change, They the, the schedule looks like it's about is what it is. And, and this is, you know, removed from years where – you know, 16, 16 1 o'clock games, uh, those those days are over. Uh, just a ton of featured games. Certainly it'll be, you know, unique uh, to be, you know, not getting up, you know, for the typical Sunday kick. But, you know, uh, it should be fun and certainly stressful for us. But, uh, you know, as long as they keep winning, uh, it'll be fun. Yeah, the, the, that Denver post game, that uh, New York Jet post game, those weren't difficult to do. Those were no. not difficult to do. Now, remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Locked On Browns on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever exchanging podcast uh, world, you need Himalaya with the personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Browns. Um, a couple other things here as as we just dig through it a little bit. You know, obviously, we still have the draft to come here, and this was a tweet Jake Burns put out today, and he's like, "Yeah, I kind of forgot 
that the Tennessee Titans uh, signed Ryan Tannehill. They're going to have a little. There could be a chance of a QB battle, and I kind of gave Jake, Jake a little elbowing battle in quotation marks. Um, I, I, you know, Tennessee. Look, uh, I think Tennessee. Yeah, I think it's going to end up being. You know, this is the home opener. This is a fine one. First of all, I, I, I think you guys. Maybe everybody got so ingratiated in the fact that it was going to be Week One. It was going to be Monday night. Jets Browns. I'll tell you what, I'll, t- I'll take this. I'll take this easy. Just let's let's get out there, get the first one under the belt. Uh, look, just find a way and make sure when you're going to tackle Derrick Henry, bring a friend, bring a sandwich, because it's going to take a little while to get it done. But I got no problems, Pete, with the Tennessee Titans co- coming to first energy to open this up. No, it's it's exactly what I would like to have happen. It's a it's a decent but not you know not terrible team. You know, the biggest improvement you tend to make is from week one to week two. So, you know, if you have any bugs to work out, as all teams naturally do, very few come out, you know, all everything firing right. Um, you, you come out, you get a W, you don't care how ugly it is, and hopefully you make a big jump in terms of going on the road to the Jets. Uh, that's, that's a great setup. And then you roll that into a really difficult stretch. Like, you know, I can't – first and foremost – the, I don't know when the last time the Browns were one to know. It's been a long time, like the point where you know it may if have you been. You can't remember it. You know I don't. It may well be 2002. Um, it's you know you cannot look. I, the Browns are good. Don't get me wrong, but don't take for granted wins. Like certainly the, the, this sets up favorably, and the Browns should be in contention for the division. And the schedule certainly says. You know, this is a team that can win the division, but you got to get off on the right foot. The last thing you want to do, and look, they they've got you know, they've got people that can handle it, but you still don't want to come out that week one, Lay you know, lose, and then you're sitting there in the locker room and and you get media already on you about you know this that and the other, or you know you come out with a headline from a certain writer that's talking about you know Baker Mayfield through three interceptions. And 450 yards and five touchdowns. Um, we know you her know, name. We know her name, Pete. Get a W, uh, and then and then roll from there. Like take the pressure off. Like you know, this team is not to a point where winning is easy. Uh, and and you know that's rarely the case. You want this to be you know even though it's at home, you want the quote unquote business trip. You want to set a tone at home. You want the fans to be excited. It's going to be deafening for that one which is great uh, and then you know you go on the road and hopefully you get a, you get this team going um just a couple other things here as we're going through it um you know so some people I about fourth primetime games I can't believe it well Baker Mayfield that right there gives you probably I'd say one and a half Pete the Odell Beckham edition probably brings you another game that could be two and a half Miles Garrett um, the fact that they were a zero-win team in 2017 to now seven wins in 2018, that's what gets you to your four, four primetime games. Well, and right, I'm old enough to remember 2007, uh, where the Browns went 10-6, and six, should have made the playoffs, but Derek Anderson, Anderson decided to throw four interceptions on the season to Ch- Chinadum and Dukeway, uh, the better Notre Dame safety uh, that uh, year, better than the boxer. Uh, and then they, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, and then they gave them, they came back in 2008 and there was a ton of hype and they gave them five national televised primetime or, you know, nationally televised games and they sucked and they were awful and it was an embarrassment. So 
you know, when I see this many uh, primetime games, part of me is excited. Part of me just remembers back to them getting five and everybody being all in on this whole thing with Derek Anderson and this air attack they were going to have. And they sucked. So, you know, they're trying to capture a wave. Uh, Baker Mayfield obviously is a guy who gets eyeballs. The Browns in general, the energy they have, Odell Beckham and all the things they're doing, they get eyeballs. And, it's it, you know, they're selling a TV show. You know, this is why somehow, some way, the Broncos and the Raiders are going to be on Monday night to open the year. Uh, neither th- th- there may be eight eight wins between those teams, but you know they they're, there also they're, might be eight people watching it, Pete. <laughs> well, but that's the thing is like that's why they get them out early. But that's a that's a that's a matchup that tends to be good to them. It's why the Cowboys are on a thousand times a year, even when they suck, because people watch. And the Browns, you know, good or bad, you know, presumably going to be very good. Uh, that people will watch, and that's what it comes down to. Uh, no, yeah, there's just like no, no, you know, comprehending that. And look, and, and this is what's going to, guys. The pressure is here, and look, the league's putting it on them. The Browns want it put on them. Um, and yeah, the four primetime games when you have you know two overall number one picks, two drafts in a row on this roster. Uh, you know, Crunch, uh, there'll only be one primetime game once Kareem <laughs> just, comes. What's up? I just love the idea that Kareem Hunt, you know, and, you know, my feelings on Kareem Hunt uh, have been made plain. But there's a real possibility that Kareem Hunt is going to see one winning team the entire year. Uh, he might be able to, he, they might, the two of them could run for a thousand yards. Yeah. I mean, they're going to run for like 1,300 yards down that final stretch when he comes back. P- Pittsburgh twice may be the only winning team that Kareem Hunt faces. It's just like st- Stupid, the idea that you're going to get him fresh. I mean, on the one hand, it's like they punish the Browns in some respects that, like, you know, all their really difficult games are in the first half of the year. But at the same time, like, if you're trying to get Chubb a break or just run the score up, my God, they've got they've got the slate to do it against. I, and this, I mean, and you're also like some of this with, with with this this back end of the schedule. It's like, well, oh man, I've you know, I was I was battling the sniffles on Tuesday. You know what? Take the week off. Hey, don't worry, take the week off. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. But I mean, you, you, uh, and if you're Kareem Hunt and you're looking at the schedule and you're his agent, you're going cha-ching. Because I mean, he's coming back. And the other thing is, he's coming back week nine, where, you know, a lot of these guys now are going to be beat to death. And now they're playing a bunch of these guys, teams who ain't worth a drop of salt. I mean, you know, and everybody, that was the thing where they gave Pete and I a hard time. Oh, well, this incident cost him a lot, a lot of money. Well, Tell you what, even though it's eight games, Kareem Hunt, you got a dream scenario here, bro, to go make that money back. A dream scenario. I mean, and even with Nick still being the featured guy, it's not going to matter. I mean, you should run through. I mean, you know, you should catch 20 to 25 passes here, uh, run for five yards a clip. Um, and look, I mean, obviously, guys, so much of this, and obviously, it is predicated on health. We're not, but this is where we are now. Everybody's in the building, and this is what you're looking. And I mean. Cincinnati twice in December, Pete. I just can't get over it. Yeah, I mean, they, they they may not get out of the first month of the season before they just – I mean, don't get me wrong. They have some dudes. I mean, if A.J. Green's healthy and Tyler Boyd is, you know, right, they, they, they are an explosive And John offense. Ross can do a couple things, and if he's now your third guy – and, you know, they have the tight ends, and those guys are a pain in the butt to deal with. Obviously, Joe Mixon, it's, you know, for us, I, you know, look, even if they draft a quarterback, you're one year away from, hope, you know, probably from being relevant. But, but Cincinnati twice in December, Cincinnati. Right. At the same time, Bobby Hart, you know, uh, and, and those guys. <laughs> Olivier Vernon, to... I can imagine Miles. Let me take the rep on that side, man. Come on. Can I take the rep on that <laughs> side, this one? 
So, yeah, I mean, you're looking at a bunch of teams that could be dead, uh, you know, well before they get to December. But you got like two or three that are hoping to be dead by December. Yeah, That's I where mean, they want to be. They, they don't want any zero, they don't want any possibility of contending. Yeah, November 24th, Miami Dolphins. I mean, you know, I, I almost wish that was a road game, but uh, they get that at home. That You know, they're coming in looking to be dead. Yeah, they're going to look to come in at about one and eight, one and nine, and they're going to show up the Sunday before Thanksgiving in Cleveland, where you're probably looking at a good shot. It could be about thirty degrees. Yeah, those guys are going to be really motivated. Yeah. So look, I mean, obviously injuries play a big role. Browns have to stay healthy. Get lucky with that. But you get through that first that that, that week through week three through six stretch, okay. And you can just start racking up the wins, and and it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if the Browns end up like two and four, and and people, you know, sort of start pronouncing them dead nationally, and then they start getting on a roll uh, and just start racking up wins, not unlike they did last year, but obviously with way more upside, uh, and just roll their way into the playoffs. Well, I think you know, look, I mean, you look at that first six, um, you know. Obviously, at worst, you, you're hoping you're going to go three, you know, three and three. Um, you should be able to hopefully take care of Tennessee. You should hopefully be able to take care of the Jets. Rams is a tough game, obviously. The Ravens, it's going to be tough. I'm not poo-pooing anything, obviously. There, I mean, you know, the Rams can still play. I mean, the Ravens can still play football. Uh, the, the Niners, we're not really sure. I mean, we need to see a little bit more of the finished product there, uh, with maybe Mr. Bosa headed out to San Francisco, Seattle. But even still, if you can, if you can go through that first six, Pete, four and two. This the city of Cleveland is going to freaking explode. Yeah, I mean, and that's going to be true if they're two and zero. I mean, that you know, that's one. It's been that long since it's happened, and two, you know, they they they're going to have real reason to to believe in something uh, as opposed to you know a potential tease that you know wondering where the bottom's going to fall out. Uh, this is. Exactly the type of team that can contend. Now you know, we'll, you know, we'll see where it ends up at and, and how strong a roster it is, and as far as it goes to contending. But just in terms of being a good football team, it's all there for them. And if they get that, if they go to something like four and two, and they're into the bye week, and then you start looking at a team like the Patriots, and you don't have to even win that game. Don't get me wrong; it'd be great if they come out with a W there, but you just have to look like you can belong against a team like the Patriots at that point and then hopefully the rest of the year you use that to get better uh so when you do get to teams in january that you're 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 up to being a playoff football team uh and that's also one of the other things though and this is one thing that i do enjoy about this and pete check your dm real quick um you're going to play these what appear on paper early and look you know a lot of opponents we look at december they could end up being better as opposed to you know whatever and but you know the teams these guys should be good uh, you know early up front these big big name teams Seattle San Francisco LA it's going to also give a lot of chance and this is where we're going to find the measure of what Freddie Kitchens is as a head coach uh, you know obviously th- there could be you know a couple stumbling blocks there look the Rams can the Rams are going to you know could make anybody have to go back to the drawing board and reevaluate some things all right how are we going to handle this how are we going to do this so that's something they absolutely you know, maybe that's why it's better early on. I do absolutely love New England off the bye. It allows you to just take some time, A, to recharge the batteries, and it also allows you some time to just say, we are focusing on the New England Patriots this week. And you can go to the film, and you can be ahead of the game, and, you know, what have they not seen yet? We're going to, all right, they have not seen nothing like this. They haven't seen anything like this. This is what we're going to try. But granted, Bill's seen it all, so it doesn't matter. Um <laughs> 
so you know that is you know just another area to go with with there and but I mean yeah, I don't think he could ask for a, a a better schedule at this point guys iTunes rating reviews um do me a favor five star written review come on take care of us we're working our butts off here for for you guys uh so go ahead and make sure you wait over there it's the best way for new listeners to find the show so please do me a favor go ahead and check that out uh you know uh, go ahead over to iTunes make sure you drop a five star and a written review for me appreciate it. Um, now, what I, other stuff I'm getting here to here, Pete? Uh, you know, in now, look, you know, we we know Pittsburgh, Baltimore, obviously pieces to be added, Cincinnati as well. I, you know, Miami, you know, a year away. You know, Arizona probably a year away. Even if you're going to go quarterback at one, probably going to end up with another, obviously a high pick. I mean, it, it's just it's a revelation in this. I mean, and now you get to this, obviously though, Pete. Um, you know, Baker is going to play his classmates. He's going to play Sam Darnold. He, well, right now is scheduled to play Josh Rosen. He is going to play bad Josh Allen. He is going to play Lamar Jackson. Um, so it, five quarterbacks went round one in 2018. Baker's going to face them all. As of right now, guys, I understand the Josh Rosen situation. But even still, if Josh Rosen ends up going, which we all believe is going to happen, you bring in Kyler Murray which is probably even more of a story because it's Baker Mayfield versus his former teammate versus the same guy who got them both drafted one overall. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's fun to have that. Uh, you know, and, and obviously whenever you have this type of situation, obviously everybody goes back to 83. Uh, with the Browns can obviously relate to, relate to this most recently in 99. Uh, with Tim Couch and Don McNabb and Dante Culpepper and all that stuff. And, uh, yes, I still remember Chris Mortensen saying they should have taken Dante Culpepper. Um, wow. Uh, you know, it's it's not it's not bad. Like, I would love, you know, we've talked about the, the, the possibility if the Bengals were really ballsy and were, were to trade for Josh Rosen. Like, I, I think Josh Rosen is a really, really talented prospect. And as much as I don't want the Bengals to get better – it would be fun to, you know, play, you know, those guys, you know, twice a year, uh, every year. That's, you know, that's kind of what you want. And especially right now, because you're the Browns and you got the one that's really, really good. So you, you get to flex a little bit. So that certainly, but I mean, it's entertaining. Like, you know, we have our criticisms and questions regarding Lamar Jackson, but that game was fun. Like, and, 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 and in hindsight, and we said it immediately, Oh, we said it before the game. We said it after the game. It should have been flexed because that was the dream matchup uh, in terms of a great game. And the one they actually put on Monday night was garbage, that Colts-Titans game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, you get this. And, and not only that, I mean, assuming he's healthy and not benched for one of the other options, you get Jimmy Garoppolo, which was a popular... Well, the Browns should trade you know, oh, yeah. for Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and some people were willing to go as far as, let's trade the first overall blow. So you've got... You know, some of that road not taken uh, stuff involved, too. But, yeah, I mean, all those people who wanted Josh Allen get to see him uh, head-to-head. All those people who wanted uh, anyone else, uh, for the most part, are going to get to see them. That's, you know, that's fun. And Sam Darnold. I really like Sam Darnold. I think he's going to be a great quarterback, assuming the Jets don't screw it up. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and that's a great matchup. Like, it was fun last year. Um you know, obviously a lot more fun because Baker Mayfield came in and was basically perfect. Uh, but still, like, the, you know, coming out of that game, the thought process, as much as, wow, the Browns have a quarterback, it's going to be like, wow, this is going to be a really fun matchup for years and years. Uh, you know, going back to, uh, 
you know, to uh, uh, Brady Kosar and uh, what's-his-face, the good quarterback that got ruined, which the Jets may do again. Uh, Kenny O'Brien. Yeah, Kenny O'Brien. Dan Marino, Tony Eason. Yeah, and, and, uh, uh, and the, Kelly. And, no, there was one more, too, from uh, Penn State guy, Kansas City Chiefs, never really panned out. Blackledge. Yeah, Todd Blackledge was awful. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, he I mean, was not good. Ken O'Brien was a really good quarterback who got no help. I really hope that Sam Darnold does not follow that track record where that, you know, the New York Sack Exchange had had, you know, the the Jets on the on the on the doorstep to the AFC Championship obviously can get, you know, Gastineau's hit uh proof to be the reason the Browns couldn't get through it because Bernie Kosar's ribs were an absolute mess. But anyway, completely off topic, but just the the idea of having those you know, those quarterbacks going against each other potentially for five and ten years is, you know, awesome. Like, you do have those memories of that that type of matchup because, you know, that's what happens when you're a, you get you get a good quarterback and, and your team is good. Uh, guys, we're going to put a bow on this here because we want to get this up for everybody. Um, it's been verified now. We, guys, we started, uh, you know, well before the, the official release. And I, I will give the Browns credit here. Um, look, they could have let it all get out. And you want to know what, though? It was also kind of smartly done. You know, here's a taste. All right, let's wait an hour. All right, here's a taste. Um, and the beat writers, look, if you had it and you held on to it. That was, like, useless. <laughs> Useless exercise. They got all the way. They found seven of the sixteen games. <laughs> right. I mean, literally, like I, I was sitting down to lunch, and I had like four four teams full schedules today, full the whole thing. And yeah. I mean, it, maybe they asked them to do it, whatever. And then they're all very well. I can confirm what seventy other people confirmed that the Jets are opening up, the Browns are opening up at home against the Titans. Well, no, you're not confirming anything. You're repeating the same tweets we all freaking saw on the stop. I hate it. Drives me. Well, let me let me let me call the superior. See, if, well, because this guy put it out. You're not confirming anything. It's already been out there. Now stop, 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 stop. It was like last year on Labor Day for the last day of wire cuts. I was the only one doing work. They were all hanging out at somebody's house doing a freaking barbecue for God's sakes. But guys, here is your 2019 schedule. Um, obviously, it's out there for everybody. I'll just run through it. Obviously, real quick here before we put a bow on this. Um, home opener, week one, Tennessee Titans. Week two, Monday Night Football, the New York Jets. Week three, Sunday Night Football, the Los Angeles Rams. Week four, at the Baltimore Ravens. Week five, Monday Night Football, the San Francisco 49ers. Week six, Seattle. And the most, I'm sorry, the highest paid player in the NFL come on in to Cleveland and Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks. By week seven, you head out to New England for week eight. Week 9, on the road again to Denver. Week 9, the Buffalo Bills and Bad Josh Allen come to town. You get back at it three and a half days later, basically, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, a home game. So you get a very short week, but you're home. Buffalo, Pittsburgh, you don't ever leave. That's nice. Um, uh, then from Pittsburgh, you uh, have the Miami. I'm sorry, that's three in a row. You have Miami Dolphins come in. So that's a nice stretch right there, whether everybody's home. Then you have another 10 days off at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And here's where it just gets lovely, guys. It's the home for the Cincinnati Bengals at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Baltimore Ravens at Cincinnati. And that's it, kids. That's a bow on it. Uh, you know, Two of the last four at home. One trip to Cincinnati. One trip close in Week 17. I'm sorry, Week 15 at, at Arizona. Week 17 short trip over to Cincinnati. That puts a bow on it. Um, guys, Pete Smith, uh, read all the work over at NFL Spin Zone. If you haven't checked out his big board, the top 135 Browns prospects, please give that a look. 
Um, obviously, a ton of work Pete's putting in. Pete puts into it. So you know, look, you want to poo-poo him, you want to you know pick on him, whatever. It, Just it's click good. on it first. Tell me it sucks. And then exactly. And at least read it first. Like I, at least I have the common decency to rip them, and but then I'll tell them I will read it. But guys, at least read it. it. It's it's good, and there is probably a good chance if they do make eight selections, I will guarantee you that fifty percent of those guys are on that board because that's what he hit. That was his hit rate last year. So trust me, it's a nice, useful toy tool. So check that out over NFL Spin Zone. I believe Pete has it as his pin tweet. So if you need to check it out, just go to Pete's profile. Follow him at underscore Pete Smith. Uh, the Lockdown Browns Twitter account. We always keep it follow back. You guys know that. Keep, keep the follows coming. Some of you who do are a little Twitter shy, that's fine. Go to the idiot box. Send me a direct message. I have no problem communicating that way, guys. If, if that's more comfortable for you, no problem whatsoever. Follow me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Your 2019 schedule release show. Uh, LGB on the LOB. Have a good night, everybody. Let's go, Browns.